Welcome to Radwell's Automation Nation. Adjust the volume or put your favorite earbuds in and let's explore the manufacturing and automation industry together. I promise you if you love the industry or just cool technology, you will love our podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 23 of Radwell Automation Nation. If you're familiar with Radwell International, then you know that we provide industrial automation products and services for manufacturers in just about any industry you can think of. We thought it might be interesting to record some episodes introducing our listeners to actual manufacturers. We're calling these episodes Meet the Manufacturer, and we'll have an assortment of manufacturers joining us as guests to showcase who they are and what they do. In this Meet the Manufacturer episode, we are showcasing Welker Incorporated. At Welker Inc., they've been manufacturing ideas since 1954. A world-class manufacturer based in Sugarland, Texas, USA, Welker is a proven leader in sampling equipment and smart odorization systems. As evidenced by its more than 85 patents and numerous Welker original solutions, such as the Clean Flow Instrument Grade Natural Gas Conditioning System, Welker values innovation. That's why the company is evolving with the energy industry by providing decarbonization solutions, like its hydrogen injection system for blending applications. It's also why Welker is eager to be your go-to manufacturer to bring your ideas to life. Learn more at Welker.com. Joining us to talk about Welker and share his thoughts on manufacturing in general is David J. Fish. David is the Senior Vice President of Welker, Inc. He has been with Welker for 43 plus years and has traveled worldwide for the company. He has been involved with manufacturing, sales, marketing, service, and corporate management during his tenure. David has been active in standards development organizations for 30 years, including API, ASTM, GPA, AGA, and ISO. He is also active in oil and gas measurement organizations around the world. David has authored several articles for publication and given over 300 presentations at conferences worldwide. He has served on the advisory board for PEDIX, Petroleum Extension Service of the University of Texas, and is on the executive committee for ISHM, International School of Hydrocarbon Measurement, affiliated with the University of Oklahoma. He has a United States patent in the general field of gas sample handling. He graduated with a bachelor's degree from Texas College of Theology in 1970 and served on the faculty for two years. He has five children and 11 grandchildren. Wow, David, that is quite the list of accomplishments and involvements, and we're excited to learn more about you and about Welker. So how about we get started and um, talk about what Welker actually manufactures? Very good, and welcome. Thank you all. This is a, this is an enjoyable time. Welker is best known in the industry as the company that manufactures sampling equipment for the oil and natural gas industry. While we manufacture a number of other products, that particular segment of the field is the one that we're best known for. We also work in the petrochemical field. Primarily, all of it is in the area of measurement quality. And in other industries that we have decided to get into, such as the medical industry and in the environmental areas, wastewater and other environmental areas. We manufacture control valves. We manufacture automatic insertion devices. We manufacture odorant systems that puts odorant into the natural gas system so that we smell it if it's leaking. And we have a, a very broad diversity of products for the oil and gas industry in the measurement realm. And that's what we do. So, David, how many people does Welker employ and what types of roles do those employees have? Currently, we are employing almost 100 people. That 100 people is made up with, our, of course, our administrative staff. 
our sales personnel, our marketing personnel, our engineering and design personnel, machinists and welders, our assembly technicians and service technicians, shipping and receiving, and basically a complete complement of what we would consider for a manufacturing company that also sells its products worldwide. David, what is the company's mission statement? Several years ago, we decided to come up with our mission statement, which we had not had for, for uh, since 1954. And we put a group of people together to come up with it. And they came up with this as our mission statement as it's posted on some of our literature and on several of the walls in our, in our building here. And it says, take our measure. Welker is relentless in providing innovative solutions to your needs today, tomorrow, and beyond. That's a really awesome mission statement, like fitting for the brand and everything. Like that's really, that really speaks to me. Real quick, part of this came about because we're in the third generation and I don't know how much of that uh, was passed on from, from our marketing people, but our founder was Bob Welker and Bob Welker passed away two years ago. And then his son was president and CEO of the company for a number of years. And now Brian's son, Josh Welker, is the president of the company, so third generation. And Bob and Brian were both very creative, especially Bob was just a creative genius, leads to a number of the U.S. patents that we have. But then Josh is also creative, but Josh is probably more business-focused and wanting to see beyond what we do. We have a tremendous facility here. We're known in the oil and gas industry, and Josh would like to just expand and be known as a major manufacturing company and doing anything. I mean, you know, just because we're in the oil and gas business doesn't mean we can't make automobile engines if that's what it is needed. So that's, that's where we came up with the mission statement to, to not lock us into the oil and gas industry exclusively, but just a solutions engineering and manufacturing company. That's fascinating. That means that that third generation is majorly pivoting, in a sense, trying to expand, trying to think really outside the box in terms of what has always been done in the company. I like to see that. I mean, Rob, you can attest to that. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> we've got a lot of, we've experienced a lot of that here at Radwell, just because our our president is the king of the pivot. That's how I think <laughs> of him. <laughs> I mean, he, during what could have been a crisis for this company, he pivoted and we ended up selling PPE during the the crunch time of COVID when no one could get PPE for their their employees. So our manufacturers were desperate to get it. And he not only managed to get it, and we managed to donate a ton of it to medical organizations all over the, the East Coast. Actually, I want to say all over the country in the US and in, in the UK and Germany as well. But we also sold it as needed. And it, it helped provide something that our customers needed that they couldn't get. That's, yeah, that's really neat. I mean, that's almost the World War II mentality when they turned the Ford factory into building airplanes. Right. You know, you have to, and yeah, Josh, Josh is more than willing to do whatever somebody needs us to do. Cause we, we've got, even though we're a small company in, in many respects, uh, we've got tremendous manufacturing capability with our machinists and machines and, and all that. So in order to grow and in order to expand, we're looking outside just the oil and gas industry. And that kind of speaks to my next question, which is how you would describe your company culture. I've been here 43 plus years and very, very close to 44 years in July. And it's, it's a very unique company. We are a very close-knit, family-owned company that has a desire to understand 
that we all work together as a team. I learned early on that I was always introduced by Bob or Brian as somebody they worked with, that it wasn't that I worked for them. And we've taken that feeling throughout the company that we're, we're in this thing together as a team. Ownership is not distant and far away. It's here every day and working with us. And we have many internal activities to generate that feeling. We have Halloween costume contests. We have Christmas socials, multiple, you know, the Santa gifts and, and, and get together to, for meals. We have several picnics over the years, crawfish boils, town hall meetings where we celebrate milestones of employment. We give people that have been here 15 years a very nice uh, ring. People that have been here for 25 years get a very nice Rolex watch. We have ice cream every month, the first Thursday of each month for celebrating the birthdays of everybody that uh, has a birthday in that month. So it's it's very much a cohesive family unit with, with a focus that we're in business to be in business, but we can also be a family doing it as well. That sounds very familiar, <laughs> Rob. Yeah, a lot of parallels there. In fact, I'm coming up on my 15-year anniversary, David, on uh, April 9th. So I wonder if Brian's listening. I, I Maybe I'll get my ring. What, what, what size finger do you have? <laughs> That's a great question. Let's put it out there. No idea. So in terms of company culture, it sounds like you're very cohesive. So how does Welker take that that culture and interact within the Sugarland community? We're very much involved with, with our immediate community. Now, Sugarland is part of Houston, Texas. It's the southwest corner of Houston, but it's a very, uh, very active and very vibrant community. And we are in Fort Bend County, Texas, which has been described as the most diverse county in the United States. So there's a lot of opportunities uh, culturally and so forth. We are members of the Fort Bend Chamber of Commerce and have been for many, many years. No more than 45 minutes ago was I giving blood. We have regular blood drives, so I have the bandage on my arm here, and hopefully I won't pass out while we're doing the interview. <laughs> I hope you drank your orange juice. <laughs> I, I drank it, and I had my cookies and came back in here. <laughs> Excellent. We have lunches uh, lunches of love, which is a, a deal to help uh, underprivileged kids uh, have lunches uh, during the summer and so forth. Katy, which is a city close by, has a Christian ministries that we're very involved with. We sponsor sports teams and other charities as they present themselves. People will come to us frequently uh, and, and we'll examine what they're doing and then decide whether to get involved with them or not. Another thing that we do is we'll have a, an event here where we may pick up, well, for instance, we just had the Super Bowl, so we, we set up the squares and so forth. And we gave out money as a result of that, but we also kept half of it and we collected over a thousand dollars. So we kept 500 of it and we will buy school supplies for our employees, children or grandchildren so that they can go into the school year and not have to fight for that. And that becomes a couple two day event of putting all that stuff together, you know. I mean, we buy 500 pencils and, you know, I mean, you can imagine and then putting it in this bag and this bag and he gets pens and they get pencils and so on and so forth. So that's the sort of thing that we do uh, in, in the community here. Of course, that's for us, but still the other things are for the community. Well, I mean, your employees are part of that community and by looking out for them, I mean, that's just one other way to reinforce that company culture that you have of caring and including people and in everything. I think that's great. That's important stuff. 
David, are there expansion plans for Welker's physical footprint in the near future, or is the focus on other aspects of growth? We're looking at a number of different approaches to expansion, both uh, uh, structurally and uh, as we uh, expand out. We are worldwide, so even though we're we're not manufacturing anywhere else in the world, but we have representatives worldwide in the oil and gas industry. So we continue to grow our vision. We continue to add to the 89, I said 85 plus, but currently we have 89 U.S. patents. There are six at the patent office right now under review. Wow, that's exciting. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's what's built this company. When we're out in the field and working with people and somebody says, we've had a problem doing this or that, our people will come back and we'll try and figure out how to solve that problem. And a lot of times it leads to patents and patents lead to 17 years of manufacturing a product that nobody else can manufacture. And so it's, it's, it's very, very good in that respect. We have begun also to reach out to local shops to provide our machining capabilities to companies that may occasionally need extra capacity for them because of the size of our machine shop and our personnel and so forth. And yes, COVID has had a a moderate impact to us. It's not as bad as it impacted a lot of companies, but we were able to pick up some slack time and helping other companies by bringing some of their stuff into our facility to work with. And just uh, within the next month in the process of expanding, we have reached out and purchased another company, not a competitor, but a company that we have worked with for a long time that suffered pretty good through COVID. And before we let them fold, we made an offer to them and they accepted. And so we are expanding and looking forward by picking up a company that's we work with that will give us a kind of a new direction to have them on board rather than as a supplier. And that will allow us to get more into the electronics of our industry because that's their skill set. We're kind of we're a, a manufacturer of, of hard equipment, steel and and so forth and not dabbled in electronics a lot over the years. These people are very, very good at that. And so that's another approach to expanding. We're also looking outside of our comfort zone, which is the oil and gas industry and looking into other manufacturing arenas. And like I said, we have a worldwide presence with our product. So we look to continue to expand that uh, around the globe. So let's go for a shift here. How has the great resignation affected your team? That was an interesting question, Julie, because I'm 75 years old, so I've read resignation in a different manner. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I went and looked it up and I went, oh, that's different. So uh, I'll approach that one one first. We have a number of long-term employees, several who have been here over 30 years. There's three of us that have been here over 40 years that are outside of the family. And so that sets an example for newer employees. However, the great resignation from COVID-19 scare, probably looking back, probably took five people from us over the last two years. And over the last two years, we've hired 10 plus people during that time and lost two of those and they're two of the five. So Understanding what has happened in the industry and people either seeking opportunity to go to another company because there was a vacancy or to just quit and, and stay home, we've not suffered from that. And I think it's because people feel comfortable knowing that we're stable and we're here and we do have people continually going up the ladder 
uh, in this company. And so uh, the need to look outside to find something. So that resignation aspect has really not impacted Welker at all. That's good, actually. Yeah, it is. We've been very fortunate, and I, and I take that back to the to the culture that we have here in the company. There's another great resignation, and we see it greatly in the oil and gas industry. Real quick, uh, back in the 80s, we had our first oil and gas crunch, and a lot of people left the industry and never came back to it. They went into banking, or uh, several people here in Houston started a big ice cream company and so forth. So we, there's that gap that for four or five years, there was not the continuous flow. Well, there's a number of us in the oil and gas industry that are on the verge of retiring or already have retired. And there's a gap between the people that have been out in the field and and had hands-on experience and the group of people that's coming along now that has education and college experience, but not the hands-on experience. And we see that a lot in our standards industry while we're working through these things, making standards practical for people that work out out in the field. And so, yeah, that's that's a different resi- – well, that's the baby boomer effect, and, and that's well known, and that's what's happening as well. Right. So let's touch on another recent anomaly. Has the current supply chain struggles happening worldwide affected your operations in any way? It really has not, as especially not as much as we might have expected, because if we can get raw material – and like I said, we are not heavily dependent on electronics. Now, the company that we're purchasing – was dependent upon electronics and the fact that they could not get chips and things did in fact impact them but we're we know that that's something that's being rectified so we've been able to overcome any supply issues major there are a few things that have impacted us uh, that we don't have any control over and can't compensate for in the in the area of seals o-rings or different kind of sealing devices that has indeed had some issues in the supply chain area. But basically, overall, that's not been, has not impacted us enough to make it significant. So what's the best advice you would give to manufacturing employees moving forward? You could give them any bit of advice you want. And I just took a drink of water so that I could. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking water is good advice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is great advice. Regardless of how automated the world may become, manufacturing is always going to be around at some level. And people who can work with their hands as well as their minds will have a leg up on a lot of the world. My advice to somebody in the manufacturing world is pick a skill and be the very, very best at it. A welder, a machinist, an assembly technician, a salesperson, accountant, whatever, be the very, very best. And I don't remember the specific quote, but Martin Luther King made something along the lines of whatever you're doing, be the very best at it. Uh, and that's something that we encourage around here is for people. We, we want people to be a 10 at what they're, they're doing, and we want to try and help them. And also, if we find out that they're in the wrong, there's a great book, and the title will evade me, and you all may know it. But anyway, it talks about being people the right spot in the right bus. Uh, in the right seat in the bus. And sometimes we'll hire somebody and find out their skill set's better off somewhere else. So we'll move them to another spot so that they can reach that level of being a 10. And the other thing I'll say that I would give advice to anybody in, in going into manufacturing or anything is make your work fun. There's nothing worse than dragging yourself to work every morning. It's still a job. It's business. It's work. We recognize that but it's a lot easier to do it if you enjoy what you're doing. 
excellent advice. I knew you'd come up with something good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've said for years, I mean, I, I talk to a lot of people around here. If you're not having fun, find something to have fun doing, even if it's at another place. But once you find out what it is, make a commitment to it and be the best at it. I think that's great. So David, from someone who's been there 43 plus years, what's the best thing about working at Welker? If you're excited about what you do, the opportunity here is is to perfect that skill and to grow and expand your career like I was just talking about. The culture here that makes it unique and makes it special is if you want to be someone that's employee number 17,389 and work from six to three and go home, you can do that. But if you want to be a Rob or a Lindsay and work from six to three or seven to four or eight to five or nine to six and and more if you need it and so forth, then this is a great place to work. And I've experienced that over the years. Now, due to my position and how I've come through the company and everything, I get real excited if I get home after an 11 or 12 hour day, but it's because I like what I'm doing. So that's one of the things that about the company is I enjoy, and most of us, um, when I say most, 85, 90% of us around here enjoy what we do to the extent that it takes some extra work. That's, that's no big thing. Some people are only looking to see what the company can give them, but we try and find people that have something to give to the company, and the company then will always give back generously. It always has. We've been a very generous company in many, many ways, uh, flexible, working through. Uh, you know, we went through COVID. Some of the people did not want to come to work. Was, that was fine. We let them work from home. Hard for a machinist to do that. We can't get a CNC in his pickup truck, but <laughs> <laughs> but other people, and and you know. We recognize that, and they, in turn, they've been loyal, and and everybody's back in the building now, and no grudge, no no ill feeling, and so that's that's the kind of things that makes working here at Welker a real privilege and an honor, and, and a lot of fun. All right, so let's wrap up with your best elevator pitch for Welker. Welker is very involved in all aspects of our primary industry. We manufacture innovative products. We engage in the standards development for the oil and gas market. We participate in trade shows worldwide. We take great pride in our innovative spirit at Welker. We strive to improve areas in the oil and gas world with our products and make the industry the powerhouse that drives our economy and the world that we live in. And one thing that we say a lot of around here, we do not imitate, we innovate. And that's what keeps us going uh, and makes Welker unique. We are well well recognized worldwide for what we do. We are in a niche market. There's a lot of respect for this company. For a small little family-owned business in the corner of Houston, Texas, we have a worldwide footprint, and uh, we're very, very proud of that. And that's that's the best thing I can say about Welker is it's got a tremendous reputation in this industry. That's fantastic. David, thank you so much for joining us. We've really appreciated getting to learn about Welker and what your team accomplishes. And also thank you for sharing your insights on industry-relevant topics. Thank you very much, and you all have a great day. You as well. You'll see contact information for David Fish and Welker in the show notes. If you like this podcast, we'd love to have you leave us a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you for joining us for Episode 23 of Radwell's Automation Nation. Until next time. To learn more about Radwell, visit radwell.com or connect with us on social media. To contact us about this podcast, email automationnation at radwell.com. 
Thanks for joining us.